Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Healing Place podcast. My name is Brian Hackney, and I'm the director of the Healing Place. And uh, many of you have asked, when are you going to be releasing more episodes of the Healing Place podcast? Well, ask and ye shall receive. So I'm really excited the way we're going to open up 2023. Um, a few weeks ago, I sat down with a really good friend, Beth McGuire, and we recorded seven episodes of a podcast uh, called Beautiful Ashes. I was wanting to have Beth on my podcast, and then incidentally, she said she was going to be shooting one, so um, she asked me to be on that podcast. So we're going to release those seven episodes to start the year on the Healing Place podcast. So who is Beth McGuire? Beth is a really, really good friend. Um, who was one of our care coaches. And over seven years ago, she started care coaching across Timbers in the Healing Place. Uh, she became uh, one of our star care coaches, I say, and she led our divorce care ministry. And um, she has since moved to North Carolina, but she stayed in touch. And she's actually still care coaching via Zoom, long distance from her home in North Carolina. Beth uh, went through a very, very public divorce. And uh, she had the life that everyone dreams of, married, two kids, uh, very successful life, a successful career, a foundation that she had poured her heart and soul and passion into that was giving back to the community that they lived in at the time. And literally overnight, that all disintegrated. And um, as she went through, a, a, again, a very public divorce and found herself on the floor, literally on the floor in the fetal position, thinking her life was over. So uh, she's written a book called Beautiful Ashes, and there's seven chapters. The first chapter is called The Floor. Uh, and in the book, she just chronicles her journey of devastation uh, and the long road to healing as she pressed into faith, pressed into family, pressed into community, and uh, silence, building intimacy with God, and ultimately now finding purpose and meaning and passion for a new mission to find men and women who find themselves in the same situation that she was in and trying to give them hope for healing. So yeah, we sat down and, and recorded seven episodes, one for each chapter. We're gonna be releasing them uh, every week. So without further ado, I give you Beth McGuire in Beautiful Ashes. Welcome back everyone. Here we are with another episode of Beautiful Ashes podcast, The Healing Journey, The Seven Stepping Stones, and we are on chapter five, The Road. And again with me is Victor Fadul, the co-author, and Brian Hackney, the director of The Healing Place at Cross Timbers Church. Thank Hello. you guys for coming. You're welcome. Oh. Look forward to it. So let's just get right in. Um, the road is a long journey. The road is long. The road is windy. There's lots of U-turns, lots of construction along the way. Mm. Um, it's just a lot, right, Vic? I remember going through this chapter with you trying to fit everything in the right place, get everything in order, mm -hmm. make it all make sense, because... One of the, I remember you even saying, wait, was that when it happened? We had to go back and actually like chronologically spell out how things happened because there was a lot that went on when you were, after your healing journey, right? Like you had gotten to a place where things were, you know, going well and you were working divorce care mm -hmm. and you were emerging back 
you know, into life, which is a blessing in and of itself. A lot of people don't get back out, right? you know, put themselves back out there to date or see if there's love again around the corner. Right. And this chapter details like what it looked like for you to embark on that journey. Right. And you had a whole bunch of other things going on at the time. Yeah. Your kids in high school, uh, kid going off to college, um, of course, leading divorce care and family. And tell me about what it was like for you to to start. <laughs> you know, I did feel like, you know, Brian, and I've talked about this a lot as your journey and coming off of the floor, coming out from under divorce, you know, how long is, do you have to wait until you, right. until you date? You know, I want to always ask that question. And I don't really think it's a specific time, but I do think it's critical to take the time to, to know who you are, to you know who you are in Christ and who he says you are. So, because if you aren't rooted in that and you don't understand, you know, why you got to where you're at, you will just carry all of those same issues right into any other relationship. Yeah. So I really did feel like I took a lot of time, a lot of healing, a lot of counseling, a lot of wise mentorship and a lot of serving to really get to know who Beth really is, the Beth that God always intended me to be. Because until I know her, I won't be able to offer that inside of a relationship with somebody. So I do really believe I took that time and it's still difficult. One thing that relationships do is they, they love to bring out all your character defects. <laughs> so <laughs> there was a lot of that in that process of but I knew that I knew there was a heart's desire for companionship. And what I mean by that is just somebody to share my life with. Somebody to, it's just, I look at that as, and we were talking about this not too long ago about the, why God designed a marriage. Yeah. And why we all are, not all, but lots of people are drawn towards, you know, partnership and, 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 and having a companion, someone to walk through it. But I do believe one of God's biggest designs for it is because it's a sharpening process it helps you become the best version of yourself when it's healthy. Yeah. And I think we long for that, to do that. So I was okay with that heart's desire. Was there ever a time, so you finally got to the point where you were gonna put yourself back out there. Mm -hmm. Was there ever a time where you thought, I'll never do that again? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so some people know it's gonna be a while, maybe three years, four years, two years, whatever. I heard one lady say, because we've heard all the marriage yeah. experts at least two years after divorce, yeah, right? Yeah. I heard one lady say, oh, you gotta wait 10 years. <laughs> like, oh my God, <laughs> okay. That was her story. That's no, a little so, much, but maybe for her, that's what she needed. So many men or women think, okay, I know I will, um, but just not yet. But some say, no, hell will freeze over before I'll ever get back. Out. I so, absolutely felt that for sure the first year. You know, the devastation of that, there was no way I wanted to ever put myself mm -hmm. in that position to ever be hurt like that again. Mm -hmm. So then a protective way, it was like, no way. And you know, and I had my children that I really want, I just couldn't envision what that would look like. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, that is a hard element when you are, you know, have you have children and you're not with their father any, any longer and you're trying to introduce somebody else into that and maybe they have children. You know, the, there, there is a lot of dynamics that go on. It's, it's really messy. Yeah. It really is messy. But there was still that longing for that. And so I just tried to listen to my heart and allow God to lead me in that way. And, um, but I, but we talk about this in the book, Vic, how it's really important, I believe, that when you're at this stage and after you've done your healing, that you do date intentionally. So we talked about that quite a bit. 
what that means. What did that look like? Well, what for me, what that looked like is, is I most partly is I was in a different place, right? Mm -hmm. I, I've told you I wasn't in the same journey as I am now, but it was very important to me that the person I date be on a similar journey. That we are, you know, that who we, who we are following, that we, we are, uh, you know, following Jesus, that we have the same destination. Mm -hmm. um, and we're, everyone's on a different ups and downs in that, but I, someone that was, was willing to walk that out with me with putting Christ at the center. And so that was like my number one. And I would talk, you know, I would even work with women. We talked a lot about having your non-negotiables, you know, stand firm in what you believe in and don't settle. And so, and hold out for that. So that's what dating intentionally looked like. What's an example of a non-negotiable? Well, that was one of them, just a Christ-centered person, someone that they, they had family values, that their family was important to them. If they had children, that that was, you know, a top priority to them. That was really important to me. Um, Basically, you were saying, I'm not going to waste time just getting back in the dating scene. Yeah. If I can tell that this person is not going to spiritually lead my home, yes. or it's someone that I couldn't see myself married to the rest of my, spending the rest of my life with, yeah. I'm not going to waste time. Exactly. Like, date over. Right. Check. And maybe that's <laughs> right? because of, you know, my my age. I was married 20 years, and prior to that, I dated, you know, all, you know, all the way through high school and college and things like that. I just didn't feel the need for that because mm -hmm. for me, it was more about, I did want at this point I was would love to have be married again and and find a companion. So I was very, you know, that was really important to me to have these non-negotiable. And see for me Beth, this is a huge message for people who are thinking, "Oh, I can't be that choosy." Because mm. what if I just let the <laughs> only one that's ever going to love me get away, sure. right? And yeah. you're saying, "No, stick to your guns. Yeah. Make your list, be choosy." Yes. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people do that because they have such a fear of being alone. Right. You know, we do have that fear of being, and I fell into that as well. You know, you can, you start to compromise because of the fear of being alone. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I see a lot of people, and one of the other things I think is really, that we try to do too, is we look for that individual to fill this hole or gaping emptiness that we have that really only God can fill. I call that the God-shaped hole. Yeah. And if we try to have a person feel that, th that is a disaster. You place unreasonable expectations on another person to fulfill a role that they'll never be able to fill. Absolutely. And usually... It's very well said, yeah. So you, I, I underlined this when I read it, it said eventually, um, not only did I not care that I was single, but I was okay with being single. Not just, uh, I didn't care. Like, I really, really embraced that because I wasn't alone, I had Jesus. So what does that mean? That sounds great to it's say. Sound right. hey, so when God created Adam, he said, you know, God, Adam had God, right? He said, it's not good for man to be alone. Right. So when you say I had Jesus, though, you had to have him first and be okay with just him. Yes. So what did that mean? And it's kind of what I was just talking about, my God-shaped hole. Okay. I, you know, I really needed to allow time for Jesus to get into me and, and really heal that, that deep, mm -hmm. deep place of me that was in pain. And that was what I, you know, all the things we talked about in the prior chapters were what I was doing, you know, be it in my building, my foundation, being in my secret place with him, surrounding myself with community. Truly, that was just, I really felt that was me becoming the version of myself that he always intended me to become. And there was, there was this beautiful relationship that I was having with him that I actually started to really like who I was and who he meant for me to be. Oh. And I was, I felt very secure in who the Beth, that God yeah. had designed. Wow. You liking who you were, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And not looking for your identity 
in the feedback you're getting from a man. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I mean by that. And that's what I'm talking about. And we all, that's a struggle. So just trying to separate out, you know, your love for Jesus and then allowing then a man or if you're to come into your life and it, because that's how they'll come on as a companion yeah. versus someone you're trying to use to fill some, some type of brokenness. So during this singleness time, mm-hmm. right, where you're being okay, being that you said you could focus on your children. Mm-hmm. You said this space requires, you said consistency in prayer and meditation. So I, I don't think we can talk about this enough. You know, we all talk about prayer a lot. Right. So, why did that meditation, again, we talked about the secret place yeah. and all that, but what did meditation in this time, what it, what would you meditate on? Basically, in my meditation time obviously is places in my secret place. Most of it happened, um, a lot of it on my walks and my runs, uh, nature, where I would just have these conversations with God. And it would really, a lot of it was a lot of learning, again, I think I've said this before, of God giving me his lens. Mm. To help what I'm, what what he wants for me, and what his calling is on my life, not what the world is telling me or what the things I thought, you know, worldly out there were going to fulfill me. It was really listening to him of what he has for me, which you were able to do because you knew his voice because you read his word. Exactly. So that's the progression where how that gets us to the road. I mean, all that work back there of building the foundation, spending time in my secret place, and spending time with community brought me to the confidence to walk out on this road that we talk about. But that's what I mean. Inside that singleness, that's that's that work that that looks like. So once you're ready to put yourself back out there, did you get on Tinder, Bumble, yeah. Christian <laughs> Bumble? Uh, how did you meet? Well, what happened? I, I did not do any of those. Not that I'm against any of those because I do know people that yeah. have met them. I I'm, met my wife on Hinge. There you, you're <laughs> right, you did. I think, you know, I did. Yeah, so. I just, I, I might have done that. People used to joke and say they were going to make a profile for me. But, <laughs> but honestly, I, when obviously he is now my husband, Jamie. And, um, but how I met him is after I came out from under my divorce and just started to rise up, I had a few really, really great friends mm-hmm. that had just tried and trues, stayed with me through this all. And one of the things I told myself in part of my healing process was I was going to take care of those relationships and those friendships, mm-hmm. you know, call them up, call those girlfriends up that just loved on me and cared for me and just thank them yeah. and take time to really nurture those relationships. And one of them happened to be a great friend of mine um, who we were neighbors when we lived on, lived in New Jersey, but she had moved to North Carolina and I'd never visited her. And she was like, oh, we would love to see you just come out and visit us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to put things on my calendar. I'm going to start finding joy in my life. And and I, the memories, our, our kids were babies when we knew each other. But just I spent a lot of time at their home mm-hmm. um, whenever I was home alone a lot and two little kids. And I'd come over, her husband would cook for us and Amy and I'd have a glass of wine and, you know, just relax. And it was just, they just poured into me then. Mm-hmm. And I was looking so forward just to sitting in the backyard with them, just laughing. Go and, hang out with old friends. Yep, hang out with old friends. And she says, oh, um, and by the way, do you like coconut cream pie? And I said, yeah, why? She said, well, Chuck's friend, Jamie's going to come over and he's going to bring a pie. I said, do not set me up. (laughs) Oh, she she said, no, 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 no. They're great friends. He only lives lives a few doors down. And I could just say the rest is history. But that is how I met Jamie. But there's a long journey from that time of meeting him. And so there's distance, obviously. He lives in North Carolina, I'm here. Yeah. And I think that's one of the the reasons our we our relationship worked. We spent hours on the phone mm-hmm. just talking, mm-hmm. just the old fashioned on the phone talking. 
So we took the time to really get to know each other like the old school way. But it wasn't just like bliss from no. so so no dating <laughs> and you you see this future and we're talking about him and yep. he and then and then so what happens? A lot. You know, we were back and forth for quite a while. And you know, what like I said earlier, relationships will love to bring out your character defects yeah. in areas of your heart that are still not mm -hmm. healed. Mm -hmm. And even though I had done a lot of work, he had done some work, but he really hadn't done a lot of the digging of the of all of the traumas and things that have happened to him. Mm -hmm. And it was showing inside our relationship. And even though I was falling in love with him, I knew that he was not at a healthy stage for us to continue yeah. to go on. And it really is very difficult. It was very difficult for me to end that relationship at a that time knowing that I loved him and had feelings for him, but knowing that he wasn't where I had set my non-negotiable right. for. Right. He just wasn't there yet. He still needed a journey and that needed to be a private time with he and God. Mm -hmm. You know, we are called- Getting out of God's way. Yes, and when I've said that, you know, we are not called, we are called to lead people to the Holy Spirit, but we cannot be somebody's Holy Spirit. That's right. And you've got to get yeah. out of God's way to do a work in them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what that time frame, and that was, you know, over a year of a break. During we that. were talking about that earlier. Yeah. And to find the one and then to let it slip away yeah. for over a year. Yeah. Was that scary? It was scary. But I did have pretty strong convictions on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was scary because, again, I've, I had the fear of being alone. I sure. did. I wanted yeah. to share my My kids were growing up. I knew that there would be a day that I would be by myself. And but I wasn't going to compromise on something that was really important to me. I remember watching that thinking oh my gosh, this, this woman's serious about her, like, like her non-negotiables, because I just thought this is the one and they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll get married and, and, and to see that break and to see how convicted you were. And, and it wasn't like some like lying to yourself or raw, strong, resolute. You were sad. No. It was all the, the gamut of like, I really think that this was good. And I saw the potential and I'm kind of sad, but I know it's right to yeah. not be with him right now. Right. There's some healing to do. Yeah. Which, by the way, I want to go back. Yeah. It's so, so interesting how we think we know what marriage is. Mm -hmm. Like it's this magical, you find your person, yeah. your soulmate. <laughs> it's like, you know, no, it's like, it's a promise. That's why we make such a big deal about that day, the covenant. Yeah. It's, it's, we're saying, I know your trouble and so am I. <laughs> like it will bring out the crap that yeah. we both have. Yeah. That's why we have to say, I'm going to, until death do us part, richer, poor, sickness, health, better or worse. Yes. Until death, death do us part. I like, I'll never quit. That's the commitment yeah. because yeah. it is such a big deal. It's going to be a mirror and all your stuff's coming out. Yeah. That's true for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the, the myth or the, the Hollywood spin on marriage, I think has been a detriment to us. And so yeah. getting back to the core values of what God's intent for marriage is and what that what a true covenant committed mm. relationship looks like and the and it is hard and it's so worth it yeah. and, you know and I know you've how many years you've been married right 33 and you're reaping yeah. the benefit of all that hard work you've got grandbabies and now and you just it's, it's a legacy it's a and legacy then, and, and yeah. people I say this all the time people that think oh what's the special about her or yeah. him or them nothing we just didn't quit. Absolutely. We just didn't quit. We forgive yep. all the time. Yep. You know, uh, Peter Rollins, he, yep. I love, he, yeah. he says, you know, we're all haunted houses full of ghosts, people we've loved and lost and people that we've hurt and who've hurt us. 
marriage brings out our ghosts. Timothy Keller, in his book, The Meaning of Marriage, it says, marriage reveals traits that were there all along, but were hidden from everyone, including you. Yes. Right? So Love that. That's, yes, Tim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, that's, it's this sanctifying thing. Marriage is a crucible. Yeah. And so, so there's this, this, you know, these words about, you know, you're my person. Yeah. And I was like, no, you're going to, when you say I do, you're going to make that choice every single day yes. to say I do again. We're moving targets. Life is happening. So we're evolving. Mm-hmm. So will I love you again tomorrow? Will I love you the next day? And yeah, yeah. And that's the place that we get it. We say, you know, you know, you fell out of love or, you know, or we grew apart and all those terms that people say, well, of course. That's what happens in a marriage. So you have to choose it again and again and again. Yeah. But what happens, people let it get too far gone and, you know, and yeah. different decisions are made and it really, there's a lot to, right. to try to repair that back. Right. But that always brings me back to, and, you know, we write this in the book. You can understand that pull for me though, that desire of that, my family unit and that I was the, the work and ne- I mean, I was going to fight till the end for that marriage because it was that covenant. I was, it was that important to me. And that is why, you know, well, we talk about this in, in there that one of my darkest secrets that got revealed to me during this break time was I was still praying for God to restore my marriage. Yeah. And you say that in a way, it's almost like there's this shameful yes. secret. Yes. And I, I, I underlined that and you said in a miraculous way and everything would go back to normal. And you said, yes, there it is, the deepest, darkest secret of my healing journey. And I, I contend that if you don't speak these secrets, these, these are the ghosts yes. that will become poltergeists knocking crap around yep. in your in your house. It's when you speak that because you felt, I'm sure, maybe foolish or is this a pipe dream or, you know, a shame. Yep. It's like, of course you wanted your family restored. Yeah. Even at this point where you'd met someone else and you think God's going to redeem. Yes. Yeah, but maybe he could restore what the locusts have eaten, right? Absolutely. And so so when I think about that, so yes, Jamie needed to take some time to do some healing on his own, but that showed me I actually had some healing to do too. If I was ever going to be able to fully step in and love again, that place in my heart that was still longing for that, I needed some work on that too. I had to do some work. You got some good lessons in there. I did. I you, t- you took a few U-turns. I did. <laughs> Learning curves. And that's okay. You know, that's the thing. You can't be afraid of wrong turns, misdirection. The thing I love most about God is, you know, he has a plan for us and he knows we're going to veer. We're going to make wrong turns. We're going to, you know, go down this road like this. But he always gives us a way back. Mm-hmm. And it's the lessons that you learn when you make a wrong turn. If you truly take them in, and take them to him and do the work around that. Like the fact that I could acknowledge the fact that I yep. still was hanging on to that hope of my marriage being restored and having everything back to normal and, mm. you know, riding off into the sunset as I- Back to normal. Yeah, back to normal, exactly. Right. So acknowledging that actually was a revelation of work that I still needed to do. So for if if and when I ever, somebody else came in my life or Jamie came back in my life, I would be in a position to give fully of myself as well. Honestly, if, you know, held a gun to your head, to your head, would you say you knew Jamie was going to come back into your life? No. You thinking on that break, it it was over. On that break, it was over as far as my heart was concerned. Okay. Because I just, I just really didn't, I just didn't know if he would ever be in the position to where I, that non-negotiable of mine, the spiritual leader of the home. I mean, that was just a, you know, that place. And I kept thinking, 
gosh, if I'm really struggling with him, then maybe it's just supposed to be my my marriage back. You know, I mean, I just remember, and I did this, I actually took did something very private. You know me, I like to talk and share. Mm-hmm. I decided to do a really private um, prayer study. It was, it's um, Matt Patterson, Mark Patterson's um, the 40-day prayer, prayer challenge, draw the circle, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. We spend 40 days in prayer, and he kind of guides you through that, of what you're doing. And I was writing out this struggle that I was having between the loss of my marriage and my family and this love I did have for Jamie. Mm. And I was praying privately around that and just my own wow. struggle. And and at the time I was still doing all the great work I love at the healing place. So I was very fulfilled and I was very, I wanted to be really still with God. I was fulfilled in my, that part of my life, but I was not here and I wanted to be still so I could hear him speak to me yeah. during that time of struggle. You were patient. Yes. I, I was I did not want to ever walk down that path. I was willing to be patient and I was willing to be alone with just him. And I mean, and like I said, I've had, you know, great friends, my kids, my work here, but there was still that desire, but I was willing to keep taking it back to him so I don't make that mistake. So then take us to that infamous day in the living room in your pajamas. So after this, I will. So after this forty-day prayer challenge deal, um, and was it Mark Batterson? Yeah, with a B, not yeah. Patterson. It's with a B. Batterson. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah Mark Batterson. Okay, I just wanted to um, I heard that right. Yes, and so I had finished that, um, and I was just in that, in this kind of this place of just waiting for God to answer, and I just, and this had kind of stirred up some things, obviously with all the hurts and pains of my past, and reliving all of the divorce. And I had a very difficult conversation one day with one of my children that made me realize that I was hurting them through hanging on to all of this pain. And it was just, and it was, it was a really hard conversation. And I had to really own some of that, the, the, the victim part and all, I was like cycling back to that original and after all these years. And it was really hard, especially to feel like I had drawn a wedge with my children that I love mm-hmm. the most in, in this world. And so it was, I had really had one of those moments where you cry yourself to sleep. You're just, where am I at, God? What's happening? How did I get here? Just pleading with him. And if you're there, would you do something? Yes. You're like, I, yeah, I'll, like, God, show me. Show me a sign. Show, show me something of what I'm supposed to be doing. And it was one of those days where I'd like literally stayed in my pajamas, canceled everything and um, praying out to him, crying out to him. And the doorbell rings and I'm thinking, I cannot answer this. I haven't even brushed my teeth. I, and it was the middle of the day, but I'm thinking I'm expecting the package. So I have to go answer it. And I opened the door and it's Jamie. <laughs> and I was in shock. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't surprised mm-hmm. because I felt like not that I wasn't surprised that it was that he was there. I wasn't surprised that God moved him in that way. Yeah, that's what. Pretty that he had moved him, and here you were. You know, Jamie had no had his story and his timing, yep. but here you were, ugly cry, pajamas, no brush teeth, middle of the day, and ding dong. And he had no idea. Obviously, we were not communicating at this point. Mm-hmm. And. Jamie will tell you on his side is that he just, he knew that there was going to be a day because he had been working on himself. He had been doing all the things that he was doing to truly have a heart change, truly allowing that Holy Spirit. I was unbeknownst to me. And he knew there was a day and he just said he got overwhelmed by God calling him to go there, go there now. And he has no idea why. 
And on a random Tuesday, I think it was, there he is showing up, but it was on one of my darkest days. And wow. I just thought it was wow. such a beautiful, there's not a coincidence. That is God. In fact, do you know I brought it back yeah. to you, by the way? And I thought, oh my gosh, what do I do with this? It was a beautiful moment. Yeah, I I remember those phone calls. Yeah. I remember how shocked you were afterward because it went from a frustrating phone call to self-interest, or like you were frustrated initially because of whatever conversation you had. Yeah. A little bit of anger and then all of a sudden like grief, right? Like it was despair was like, I need to own all of these different things. And then I don't, I think it wasn't until the next day that I got the text message of you wouldn't believe what happened. Yeah. <laughs> How God showed up. And he really, and so for me, and it wasn't even like I was expecting that. And, but it really was such a, an, an amazing, when you do cry out, it's like, you know, we always, God doesn't always answer us right away. And you don't always get a clear cut. But that's why I came to my wise counsel. I'm like, right. oh my gosh. Like, and I, do I believe? And so, Cause that's like a scene from a movie. It is like a scene. And you're like, okay, too good to be true. So yeah. it's like, okay, so that was amazing. And he's, he's swimming over land and sea and he's yeah. fighting for me and he's going and pursuing me. Right. And that feels great. But now has there been the change? Right. Right. Are you now ready? Is he ready? Right. Are you both now in the place? Exactly. How did you get through that to that discerning moment? You know, again, he and I had journeyed. Wisdom. It, yeah. There is wisdom and there is just in that, in, in seeing the action change and even for for those of you that don't know my husband, even for him to make the decision to buy, buy a plane ticket on a random day and fly there and show up not without being, you know, unannounced, that's a really, I knew that that was a really big deal for him to pursue me that way. Mm -hmm. And um, we all, and us women, we all want to be pursued, right? Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a heart desire that somebody would fight mm -hmm. for us, right? Mm -hmm. that, that I'm worth fighting for. Well, can I ask a question yeah. for Brian? Yeah. yeah. What was it like for you to hear that? <laughs> I was honestly, I was blown away. So, so because I knew, and I won't go into the details, but I knew this criteria, this non-negotiable stuff, it was deep stuff. And I thought, you know what? That's valid. I couldn't believe, I, I mean, the character and integrity of both of them to recognize that and say, you know what? We're not doing this. And I thought, wow, good for them. And so for it to be here, it's back. I, at first I was like, really? And then, and then <laughs> but then I went, of course, of course, like God would do this. And then I was all for it. But the, the wisdom in a multitude of counselors, you oh, talk to me, yeah, yeah. you talk to, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm well, all giddy. It was, it was, it really was shocking. And I actually, dude. I had Victor, been, I was like, really? I had actually, one other th side note I'll tell you that was in between that time too. I don't know. I think you knew this too. And we can get into this on another podcast, but I was also doing, working with, um, Michelle Fitzu on um, EM, the um, EMDR. EMDR therapy, which has to do with, you know, a trauma and working through things. And so it was kind of that cool timing of working through some, because that's what drove me to work through some of my past hurts mm -hmm. that I, that kind of reared up inside that relationship with Jamie that I need to work on still. So I would work in, so I never stopped working on myself as well. It wasn't like, oh, he just needed to go work on right. him. I right. had work to do, not to do anything with him, but for me to be healthy and healthy to be able to be inside a relationship, mm -hmm. healthy to be a wife, all those things that I long to be. So I did do that work as well. But what I do remember that when I told you that, it was like, we're both like, I've got to pursue this. Like, this is this is such a big thing. And so, you know, we spent the next year. I thought to myself, what a stud, man. Yeah. This guy does work <laughs> and he goes and has the guts, I'll use that word, no, to, to, to do that. 
and 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 I knew I trusted your discernment and your mm-hmm. judgment that you weren't just going to go okay yeah. it's all bets are off and yeah. we're back in you were going to do the discerning work yeah. and but it it looked to me like it's like of course of course God would do this yeah. what a beautiful thing well I love when we were talking about it earlier how you said you know a lot of people don't do that a lot of people don't take the pause mm-hmm. you know they nope. They barrel right through and it yeah. it falls right back into the pattern of what you said before of making somebody else your God. It becomes a codependent, yes. kind of enmeshed relationship Absolutely. versus two independent people dependent on Christ walking hand in hand yes. to the kingdom of heaven. Yes. That's really good. Love I love that. Yeah. And by the way, so so a lot of people feel like, oh, you complete me. You're my, you know, <laughs> again, that's 50-50. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, no. You have to be complete and whole. Yes. They have to be complete and yes. whole. And that's when the two can become one. Yes. Some people would say, well, no, it's 50-50 and that makes one. And mm-hmm. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You have to be complete and whole mm-hmm. or you're literally sucking the life and, out of someone else. Exactly. I'm getting your identity from them. Absolutely. And that's the whole reason for the road chapter. That's what the road is. It's becoming, you need to become complete and whole. And the other person needs to be complete and whole for this to be a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So and that... Also- Mm-hmm. I was going to say, ultimately, what is a relationship supposed to emulate? Yeah. Right. The Trinity. Yes. And you don't see half of the Holy Spirit and half of God and half of Jesus operating. No. You yeah. see three distinct three persons. Yeah, it's good. So a year later, Brian and my other great friend from here across, across Timbers. Blue to North Jamie Carolina. Mullins, another Jamie. Mm-hmm. Blue to North Carolina and married us in our backyard. It was the most beautiful emotional it was great quaint mm. ceremony with everything that i knew i've always wanted was mm. surrounded by nature and family and love the trees the trees it was beautiful and great pizza and, oh, and great, <laughs> we did have a really cool pizza truck and you know and i want to say this because i think it's really important that we talk about this because yes i found this amazing man and i found love again but that is not the end of all ends. It was it was a heart desire of mine, mm-hmm. but my healing wasn't because of him. I healed mm. first, and then I was able to have to have him in because I don't want people to think that you know oh that's the end you know oh she found her man and she rode off into the sunset. No, this is just a new beginning. Well, because and I'll let struggle people. anymore, right? Yeah, we struggle yeah. all the time. That's the point. There's We struggle. That's the thing. And you've got to be honest about that. Yeah, and I'll let people, you know, read this part of the chapter. But you talk a lot about how when you don't take that time and do the pause and do your own healing, you became the same version of yourself just in a new relationship. Absolutely. And you started repeating the same mistakes and Absolutely. actually trying to overlay that template of your old just with a new person. You do do that. Like that's the definition of insanity. What did you use? I don't think you used that term, but like something about the lesson. Being the lesson. You know, beat it over and over yeah. expecting yeah. different results. Right. Yeah. And I did, we didn't really talk about that, but that, I did have a little hiatus after when Jamie and I were broken up. I had one other relationship that was you know, definitely a step backwards where you were talking about that, just trying to, you're, the old version of you and the old version of your marriage and trying to just put that back together rather than something new and wonderful. Yeah. Now, and again, we'll leave it with that because I don't want anyone to think that their road has to end in a marriage or in another relationship. The road still is all about healing, but if it is your heart's desire, I- allow that, just take the time to heal in that and know that God yes. will be with you all along the way. Don't make the relationship the end goal. Exactly. Make healing yes. in your identity. Yes. That 
That's the goal. And then the relationship is, is a good serendipity on top of it. I agree. Sire yep. covenant. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Service becomes the ultimate goal. And if marriage accompanies it, it's... That's a beautiful. beautiful. Amen. Beautiful. Amen to that.